Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of The Witching Hour. I'm your host, John Roisland. With me, to, with me today, very special guest, personal friend of mine, Mr. Alan Alberson, coming from the great state of Bama. Uh, Alabama. Alabama. Alan is a author who now has three published books, correct? I have two self-published books, and I have a short published in a book by Days of the Dead uh, Press. I, well, Black Bedsheet Books published in conjunction with uh, Day of the Dead Convention, and okay. one that is a one that is about to be another short that is about to be published. And I'm still working on a novel. Cue the laughter in the background about me working on anything. <laughs> I, I'm still working on it. I honestly am. But uh, well, you are a very, very busy man. I know you are nonstop. Um, oh yeah. I, I follow you online, and you and I chit and chat when we can. And you are always working when you should be sleeping. Yeah. You're you're working again yeah. and driving <laughs> and working, true. driving and working while you're sleeping. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I literally I literally write while I'm sitting waiting. On a DoorDash now. That's that's my writing time. <laughs> hey, I feel you. I I really do. I appreciate you taking the time for me because I do understand. Uh, you know, times are tough and time is money right now. And it, so, uh, it really is. And I appreciate you taking a couple minutes to talk to me. Um, I want to be able to help push your novels. Why don't you tell us? Hey. So, uh, under under a Memphis moon, I believe is your newest release. That yeah, that one that one's written, and I, I have a hard time saying it's finished because I will look at it and I'm like, this can't be the best. It's got to be. I've got to be messing something up. But it's finished. It's uploaded to uh, Amazon. I've just had issues with the art. I was going to do an all AI art, and then I had a friend send me some AI art, which really looks great, but it still doesn't really give what I want. So I actually have an artist working on a new cover art from scratch, so it'll be real, not AI, because I know everyone hates AI art, even if unless they're using it, and sometimes some do. So that's the only thing right now. I'm waiting on that final artwork, so it has a uh, actual good cover. Um to it and then i will publish it and i want to publish it on a full moon simply because it is called under a memphis moon um mm -hmm. uh, the moon does play a part in the story i think a lot of people may have the wrong or possibly the right connotations about what the moon means in this um it's kind of a romantic uh, horror um i do think it's the best thing i've written uh writing the romance part is hard you know because nowhere in the story did i get a chance to say give me some sugar baby and i just don't how do you do romance without that but someone told me i couldn't use that bruce sorry yeah yeah, um, <laughs> yeah there might be a slight problem with that line i don't know yeah but i'm sure it would work though it would work it would be great under the under the circumstances the main character i i put a lot of myself into Okay. And that's, uh, I, in my personal social life, I'm much too pathetic. Never use a line that cool. <laughs> my line would be to walk up to a girl and like, why don't you want to sleep with me? Tell me now and we'll start from there. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. So, <laughs> Jesus. 
right. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, so storyline. What, what, storyline. So, what, so what's the basis of, of this then? Okay. And I, I'm going to try to do this without spoilers, but um, I grew up very close to Memphis. Mm-hmm. And Memphis and the Pyramid and the whole area, was it's kind of a special place to me. And just thinking about it, I I honestly had this one line in my head where a man asks a girl, you're a vampire, aren't you? And she's like, no. And that's it. And, and that's the only spoiler you get. There are no vampires in the, the book. But from that story, I'm like, okay, so why would he say that to her? Why would – and I built that up. And if you live around Memphis, if you've ever been to Memphis, you kind of know. It's a, it's a big city. It's got all the negatives of a big city. But it's got a pyramid, and that's pretty freaking great right there on the river. So I'm like, what if this man meets a girl in the under a full moon at the pyramid, and they develop not a one-night stand, not this great love affair, but they, they hit it off. Right. They go out together then shit goes all bad. And shit goes bad. And it gets bloody, it gets nasty, and hopefully it, hopefully it surprises you. I've had three people, I believe, test read it for me. Uh, one is Danny Knight. I don't know if you know Danny. He was a horror blogger from England. Really, really loves hardcore music, hardcore horror. And I'm like, dude, I know this is not your usual thing, but just read this. Tell me what you like. Uh, didn't like he loved it so that gave me a big push that i'm going in the right direction and everyone who has read it has said oh my god i did not expect that um now how long has this been released uh it's been up on amazon for about a month uh like i said i it's just been finding time to work on it and not being happy with the art uh Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess it was around November, December when I just, I had a lot of shit happen. I had personal stuff happen. I had work stuff happen. I had DoorDash stuff happen. I, I literally, I texted you the night and told you that I was stuck on a golf course, which has kind of become funny now. It wasn't funny that night. I was not uh, going to bring it up, but since you did. That was, <laughs> that was the night, and I got into an argument with a friend about the artwork, and I'm just like, I need a break. So I, I stopped, and I... But I went back and I uploaded it. So it's still not for sale yet. If you want to check out some idea of my writing, I suggest The Old Ways. The Old Ways was written for as a Halloween story. I wrote it in like two days. And oh, wow. Yeah. And because it just like, it came to me. And I'm like, this is a story. This is what's going to happen. And then you just work out how do we get from point A to point B? How do we like? throw in clues that aren't really clues to hide the clues that are really clues, if that makes any sense. So there are some red herrings, and it's one of those things that the people who have read it, and it's up for, uh, it's up on Amazon Prime. If you are a Prime Unlimited, not Prime Unlimited, uh, Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free. And I think there's like 99 cent price tag if it's not free, but feel free to read it for free. I mean, please, uh, borrow someone else's Kindle and read it for free. Uh, I get paid per page turn, so you're not hurting me. If you want to, if you want to support me, send me a thousand dollars. If you want to, if you want to see what some of my writing looks like, read it, and I still get a few pennies for it, which which is extra cool. I have two books right now on Kindle. 
both of them should be free if you're Kindle. Uh, the first one was Jorgumo, which I think is an absolutely great story, but I think my execution of it was not that great. And it's one of those things, when I get time, I'm going to pull it down and re-edit it and cut out what I think is the biggest issue with it. Oh, my, my phone's dirty. I keep thinking it's dirt on me, but it's on my phone. Um, and, and that's a Western horror, correct? That is a Western horror, and it's about a, a guy who uh, – a, a guy, a gun shooter. I don't think they had guys back in the Old West. Um, he's a lawman. He loses his family. He walks into a haunted house basically one night, and then you get that ever popular time jump to where the real story happens. Gotcha. Like it's uh, it's based heavily on Japanese folklore, hmm. which I thought was very appropriate since uh, a lot of the westerns we all love, like um, uh, I think it's a fistful of dollars, um, other movies that I can't remember the name of. They're based a lot on Japanese films. Uh, by uh, with Toshiro Mifune. Uh I forgot the director's name. Oh my God, I'm horrible. But a lot of those great westerns were based on Japanese stories. So the Japanese have really, really excellent mythology, history, and all this stuff. So I, I thought it was a great story that just kind of played out of taking these old Japanese mythology and stories and switching them to a western um, western setting. And it's okay. set in the Deep South because I wanted to. My goal was to set everything in the Deep South. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I do have one story that's set in Las Vegas that I haven't published. I'm going to – I'm hoping to do a short story collection one day. And being self-published, everyone's like, oh, don't do a short story collection because you're self-published. You don't do that. But, hey, I'm a rebel. <laughs> Just look and at it. And if you. I can make 30 cents off of it, I'll do it. <laughs> I tip my hat to you, though, man. You're doing it. You know, you know years trying. ago when you and I first met, you were talking about writing, 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 writing. And here you are. Yeah. And, and now here it is a couple years later. You've got three books under your belt. People are reading it. And People hopefully, are, you know. Hopefully a novel thing. I'm sorry? Hopefully a novel thing. I, yeah. I, I, I have 30,000 words on the novel. I want to get it to 70,000, and that's my problem. I have a beginning, I have a middle, I have an end, but there's all that stuff that goes in there that nobody cares about except Stephen King, but you got to put it in, like character development. Who needs characters? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a werewolf novel. Okay. It is more It is more violent, more sexual than any of the short stories. I've been told it's too sexual. Hmm. It's, going, it's going to be a book that some people will not want to read certain chapters. And... Okay. I'm I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago, but at the same time when you're writing a story, I think you have to put in what goes in, and some people just may not be able to read it comfortably. Now, do you think this is stuff that you'll get ridiculed for? Well, I get ridiculed all, ridiculed all the time anyway. Uh, so, uh, no, but there, there is a scene of sexual assault, and I honestly may put out two different versions of the book. So it's Basically through uh, through Kindle, um, and never let anyone tell you that self publishing is cheap because honestly it's not unless you're an expert in every fucking thing. Like you do your artwork, your editing, you do it all by yourself. It's cheap. Otherwise, it gets expensive. Um, but there is a scene of sexual assault, and I'm thinking about cutting that entire scene out 
and putting two versions of the book, a dark version and a light version. So the dark version, you do see this, because I think it is important to the story, but I also think you could cut it off and just show leading up to it, aftermath, and people can say, oh, crap, something really horrible happened there. And it's meant to be horrible. That's why it's there. It's not meant to be, it's like, oh, great, you know, your boobs and your sex. <laughs> it's meant to be, holy shit, right. this girl who did absolutely nothing to deserve this Got is it. being violated. Right. And it's meant to build sympathy because I thought about potentially doing a sequel about the girl. Mm, okay. Basically, um, I was going to call it Angela's Ghost, and that stuck behind the list of other shit that I haven't done yet. <laughs> people send me money, make me rich and famous, and I'll pay, pay people to write my ideas. <laughs> I'm well, like, speaking, hey, I got this idea. So, speaking of writers, who is your go-to? Who is your inspiration when you write? Um, or who that wanted, be... or who made you want to be a writer? Oh, who made me want to be a writer? Sure. Stephen King. Okay. Um, I don't even want to compare myself to Stephen King. But Stephen King, I mean, I would have never heard of H.P. Lovecraft if it wasn't for Stephen King. Okay, I'll give you that. And I, I had watched Lovecraft movies, I think, by the time I knew that. I just didn't know who the hell he was. Right. Uh, well, I know. I, I watched The Haunted Palace when I was in elementary school. Mm -hmm. I, I was a kid when I watched The Haunted Palace. I had, I had no idea it was a Lovecraft movie because it says it's a Poe movie, and it's not. Um, and Stephen King backdoor introduced me to Lovecraft, and I love Lovecraft, but I hate reading most of his work because, yeah, I'm be honest, uh, his writing style is really hard, and I understand young writers now who read that book, and they're like, what is this shit, man? Right. Where's, where's the zombies, man? <laughs> But, yeah. but his his ideas and I permeate his ideas, Lovecraft and King into my stories where I can. Uh, Under Memphis Moon has a great kick out to the King in Yellow, which also I learned of because of Lovecraft, because of King. It all kind of it all ties together. But King is a man. He is he is the God among men. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there is a huge King in Yellow thing in it, and. And it's the one thing I added this in, and I'm like, the people who know The King in Yellow, even if they've never read it, but they, they know the yellow sign, they know this. But the other people who, who don't read horror, who don't know The King in Yellow, who don't know Lovecraft, who don't know King even, they're going to be confused. But no one has come back to me. And I did. I said I've let three people, what three horror people and one person who is more of a romance comedy person that I just happen to know. I let her read it. And I expected this. What the hell is a yellow sign? No, it was just like, it's a great, touching story with a very messed up ending. And that's what I want. Okay. I like that. I, I want the romance in it to feel real. And I want the lead character to feel sad. Like, I want people to look at him and say, this is a dude has had a rough time and he's real though and, this and is i novel. do feel this th this is a short story under a memphis man i'm sorry okay, i'm through. sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah the novel is but it's called night shifting and okay, it is ask. yeah I, I do want to talk about it because i think the idea behind it was brilliant because i came up with it so of course it's brilliant right um uh, <laughs> 
self-deprecating I mean, humor. But, um, basically, I worked in a hospital for almost 20 years, and everyone who works in a hospital knows if there's a full moon, shit goes bad. Right. People ask me now, oh, that's a myth, right? That's just a, that's just why, no, 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 it's real. If there's a full moon, bad stuff is going to happen. Ain't oh. no explanation. Bad stuff is going to happen. So what else are full moons made for? Werewolves. Exactly. So what the fuck happens if there's a werewolf in a hospital a lot and it's of blood. full moon night? A lot of blood. Shit goes bad. Shit, like exactly. Yep. Tons of blood. And that's what this is. This is a story of a werewolf in a hospital. Mm-hmm. My good friend Brian Cohn, who's not watching this because he's good friend Brian Cohn, um, he said, you know what? If you're writing this and you put an action star in it, we can get it made as a movie. So oh. I wrote the script. Okay, okay. And, and there's an I, action. That's where I was action, going. Yes, there's an action. In my head, he is always uh, Jason Statham. Or, is it Jason Statham? Juan, uh, the Statham dude. Yeah, that's Jason. Julio. I know it starts with a J. Julio Statham. <laughs> um, God, that's going to be stuck now. Uh, but, yeah, it's there's a character who I physically and everything see as Jason Statham. He even talks like Jason Statham when I was developing his dialogue, even though he's not British. Right. And he's the, action, he's the action hero who happens to be a nurse. And because you see a lot of nurses, a lot of EMTs have – uh, military experience. Uh, mm-hmm. I think since we're a little bit further away from wars, so I put him as a he, he's a Afghan war veteran who he was a medic during the Afghan war. He saw some shit while he was in Afghanistan. Now he's recovering from that. He's having mental issues because he's having these dreams about his time in Afghanistan. He's just going back to work at a hospital. His first shift back is on a full moon. Of course. Welcome home. And I even put a fucking one-liner in it, which I see it may go off in the final, but um, it, it was written as a script, and that's why it's fully written as a script. Scripts are 90 pages, and it's hard to turn 90 pages into 70,000 pages for a good size book, and I don't want to I don't want to give like a 20,000 book. Right. Um, I, have a, I have an issue. Most people want short fiction, 5,000 words. My short fiction usually turns around 10,000 words, but I have a harder time developing multiple characters over a longer, a longer stay. And that's it. It's, I'm having a harder time developing the other characters who come to play in the book. Um, uh, shit, I forgot Jason's, I forgot my Jason Statham character's name right now. I remember Julio. Angela's name because I, I, I named it after a friend of mine. Julio, yes. Julio Statham. God, I may have to change him to Julio now. But I, I develop his character with him being a vet and with him having flashbacks to what happened in Afghanistan, which I wanted to put in a sequel. That The sequel would be him in Afghanistan running into Afghanistan mythological supernatural creatures. Uh, and it's more like a zombie book. Oh, it's more like a zombie book. Um, but um, Angela was based on a friend of mine who I did finally, after writing it, ask her permission and then I'm like, you probably need to read it, though, before you give me permission. I'm like, because I kind of took your personality and expanded it. And she's like, well, it's probably nothing I wouldn't have done anyway. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's true, but but there uh, you go. still. Right. <laughs> so I don't – but uh, so, yeah, so I've developed 
Julio's character. <laughs> I'm working on developing Angela's character so she does not turn into just this oversexed two-dimensional character because when the bad stuff happens, I want you to feel for that character. Not all of them. There's a couple of characters on there. It's like good red eye, you know, right. fighter again. Right. Uh, doggy chow. But <laughs> I don't want because if you go into the real world, that's what you see. You don't walk into a business and everyone there is Mary, uh, Mother Teresa, not Mary Teresa. Mary Teresa, someone else I know. Uh, everyone there is not Mother Teresa. Everyone there is not Hitler. Yeah. You know, yeah. there are people that go from one end of your field to the other. There's a really, really great people, and then there's really, really messed up people, and there's everything in between. And that's what I'm trying to develop out so that the characters in there that you don't like, I want them to be not likable, but I want them to be real, too. I, I don't. I don't want a nurse. I don't want a nurse who's running around stomping kittens and screaming. That's another one. But I want, you know, I want nurses that are realistically not someone you would particularly like. Okay. And because that's what nurses are. They're. They're. I, I've worked with nurses for twenty years. Some of them are absolutely wonderful, beautiful people. Some of them are really nice people. Some of them are bad people. They all have their own lives, their own characters, and that's what I'm trying to build up. None of the books that tell you how to build character work good. You know, it's like sit in McDonald's and listen to other people and build your character. I sit in McDonald's and I just want chicken nuggies. Uh, that's that's all I get from McDonald's, chicken nuggies. And I'm no. like at McDonald's, so chicken nuggies soon. So, all right. So I, I was going to explain anybody watching this if they're wondering why is Alan interviewing in a car? I, I did want to let everybody know that it's not because he's texting and driving. He's on video while driving. It's because I got four <laughs> clothes on. This is my home now. This is his home. He's actually doing a book signing in the parking lot at McDonald's today. Anybody I, that I, happens I, to be there, bring him a Pepsi and sign. And he'll sign your book for you. I will sign your chicken nuggies. <laughs> I take one out of 10, 10%. That's my finder's fee. So I got to ask, um, your books that are published, they're published online, online only? Yes. Is there anything uh, tangible that actually, anyone can buy? Yes. Okay. Um, the second book, uh, The Old Ways, you can get a paperback copy. Uh, it's, I think it's like 650 and it's like, oh, my God, you're charging 650 uh, Amazon, unfortunately, has limits on what I can and can't charge and when you do physical and you have to have a certain size. Um, like I said, I'm not an expert on dealing with Kindle. Right. But I basically, the short story is there. There's a small forward by me which may let you know why everyone hates me. Um, hopefully it's not offensive. And there is a excerpt, I believe is the correct word for it, of the book Night Shifting. I actually took one of the scenes out of Night Shifting, put it in there, wrote some other stuff to fluff it out a little bit so that you don't feel like you're totally getting reamed by paying six fifty. And I, I did it because I did have friends like, oh, my God, I want an autograph copy. Oh, my God, I want a hard copy. I want a hard copy. So I did it. Um, Joragumo, I may do the same thing at some point, but I want to re-edit it first, or I might just save it for that collection of short stories. And I wanted to do a collection of short stories Basically, uh, Deep South Horror, and the name was going to be Full Moon Over Spanish Moss, which I, I love that name, and I don't know why. It probably sucks. 
uh, as a oh, book. I, like um, I, I loved it. And I've got the two published stories that are published now, Under a Memphis Moon, the book from the uh, uh, Days of the Dead book, which I, uh, Georgia Screeches, I think is the name of it, Georgia Screeches. You can probably find that online. You can on Black black Bedsheet Books. You can buy it straight, directly from them. Uh, you may be able to buy it on Amazon or eBay. I have copies. I, I bought like 100 copies of this right before COVID hit, to shop around to the local bookstores, and COVID hit. Um, so I've got copies at home that I will sell less than cover price autograph. So you can get physical copies of that. It has a short story I wrote called Fingernails, which is a Lovecraftian horror story, uh, based on a real thing that happened to me one morning that just freaked me the fuck out. And I wrote, I wrote it in like 24 hours and then went through editing and, uh, editing and stuff like that. But it's still, it's a, it's a very short, but the book is a short story collection with a lot of Southern authors writing stories based around Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. The story happened to me in Fairhope, Alabama, but I transposed it to Atlanta, Georgia. And anyone reading it will recognize the antagonist of the story immediately because, like I said, this is based on reality. I'm the protagonist. I'm the old lady sitting in the car at the beginning of the story. That was me. Right. Um and other than the supernatural parts, it actually happened to me. Okay. Um, so that one's available. The uh, the old ways is available. Uh, that's all that's in physical right now. Under a Memphis Moon will almost definitely be given a physical copy of some sort, just because there are people who want it and don't mind wasting six bucks on me. Or you can send me ten bucks on me, and I'll send you a thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's also um, a story which has not been published called The Morlock Club which is also a very, very disturbing sexual horror story. And it is disturbing in a way that it, it got rejected for a short story collection simply because it was so disturbing wow. because of the subject matter. Okay. And I even, I went in and toned it down. And the subject matter is one that just saying the word will get you kicked off of YouTube. If yeah. you say the word, the word starts with P. And it's about a serial killer whose name, colloquially, if I'm using the word right, is Mr. Bunny. And Mr. Bunny likes little kids. And gotcha. and it goes bad. And it does have, it has, to me, a satisfying but realistic, within the confines of the story, ending. Where the bad guy kind of gets what's coming to him, but at the same time, there's a hint that, I, I it's it's kind of disturbing and me going back in I was going to, I may still publish it as a short I hate continuously publishing shorts because they're they're 10 to 20 pages uh, I think under Memphis moon runs around 30 pages so that's not horrible um, um, club Morlock uh, I think it's club Morlock and Morlock club club Morlock it was short because it was written for a contest that had to be I think within this many words like I said, it was turned down basically because you're writing a story about a guy who likes to violate children. Right. And, yeah, I am. I, I'm definitely not pro-child violation. And, uh, and we made some changes to kind of make it clear that we're writing this as a first-person story basically from his eyes. Mm -hmm. Not that we're condoning it, but in his mind – 
she's not doing anything wrong. Right. Uh, and uh, he, like I said, he does get his comeuppance at the end in a very horrifying supernatural way, uh, kind of a revenge way, kind of like, you know, if a bad guy hurts kids and he gets killed by a bunch of ghost kids. That's not what happened. Um, it, it, I think it's a strange story, and like I said, it's just one that probably a lot of people wouldn't want to read. I still like it. I would never destroy it and wash my hands of it. Uh, but uh, it, like I said, your your grandmother surely wouldn't like it. <laughs> uh, it's a little more adult. It's a little more adult than the other stuff that I published. I'd probably be the guy to read it to my grandmother on her death. I will day. send you a freaking copy of it. Uh, I, I will I'll, do it. I would love to have one. Anything that I'll you send have. you. I'll, I'll send would. you a collected copy of everything. Okay. And I, 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 I'm working on a short right now, which I tentatively have called Wendy Jack, because I have idea, I have the ideas in my head. Mm-hmm. I love the ideas. I love writing the ideas down. I don't like doing all the stuff that it takes to get them. Published. Right. But right. Uh, Wendy right. Jack is a serial killer who walks in storms, basically, mm-hmm. and it's about the mythology about these hurricanes hitting the Gulf Coast and people are getting killed and the locals are saying the storm didn't kill Bob. The storm didn't kill him. It was Wendy Jack. And I may change the name because the name sounds kind of kind of silly, but uh, I don't know. I, I like that. I was writing this when I was having a breakdown and there is a ton of me in it. Right. Um, and Well, then I wouldn't change a thing. I was I was emotionally hurting, and I, it, it's so hard when you're emotionally in pain, and everyone around you is like, "Oh my God, are you going to kill yourself?" I'm like, "No, I'm not going to kill myself. You should get help." I'm like, "Wait, are you taking any meds?" I'm like, "What? Yeah, why? Why are you crying? Because you're you're setting giving me all these horrible ideas." Right. Um, you know, there are times when you just need to be alone and cry, and um, sometimes you want to talk to people, and most of the time. People don't get, and I'm not a person who puts my entire private life out on the internet or anywhere else because I know how dangerous that is. And I have been a victim of that in the past, so I keep myself to myself. And my breakdown was way more public than I wanted it to be, but there was a lot of me that went into the story. And I'll say this for people who read this, just because it was happening to me doesn't necessarily mean it was real. Yeah, it's kind of like when you get dumped by a girl and you're like, oh, my God, she was horrible. She dumped me. It was horrible. Oh, my God. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean everything you're thinking is real, but it, it's real to you. Right. Um, and when you get dumped, almost everyone, I, you got dumped, and the girl who you were in love with is now a horrible human being. She's absolutely horrible. Oh, my God, why did she do this to me? We completely don't take any responsibility for our own actions and i did try to take responsibility for why i was hurting were there other people involved in why i was hurting yes was it their fault not really and it's so hard to say that because in your mind it's like of course it was her fault you 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 could have married me or dated me or went to bed with me or bought me some chicken nuggies nuggies. but you did and and that's the whole thing with toxic men because there are so many men who like, why don't you love me? It's obviously your fault. I'm the perfect guy. It's not my fault. Well, yes, I cheated on you with your best friend, but, but. You, you weren't home. Right. Um, we all have a little fault in our own downfall. Sure. 
sure. not always, but we all have some blame in it. That's from the political leaders down to the people going to church. You always have a little bit of a fault in your own downfall. It, 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 your own downfall couldn't happen without your input into the situation. And my input is always bad. I'm always bad. I, I have no idea how to act in society, which is why I'm giving an interview in my car. That's why you are Lord Dixie, the man, the myth, the legend. I, I forget the days when I was actually funny and <laughs> had friends and had text messages from people other than bill collectors, you know. Uh, come on now. I hate to do this uh, to you when you put me on that. As soon as you mentioned that, here I am getting ready to say goodbye to you. Uh, but hey, on- no, it, it's all good. I'm I, Like I said, I'm in a relatively decent place now. I'm riding. Uh, I'm planning a trip to Europe in the near future. Yes, I saw that. If someone buys a million copies of my books, and I'm, I'm done, you know, million so, copies. So contest time. Everybody needs to go out. Uh, Mr. Mr. Alan Albertson is going to count the number, the 10 millionth buyer that pay that helps uh, of one of his books that helps put him into that trip he will personally sign one of your books for you i i I will sign if you buy a book and send it to me i will i i will sign it and send it back to you and even pay the shipping myself if you buy and like i said i do have copies of uh georgia screeches at home uh five bucks you get the copy i ship it to you and um well, let me check on postage on that. I may have to try right, postage right. on those. Uh, but I, I will give you a good deal uh, on that with free autograph, and it might be worth something. It, so, it might. So real quick, other than Kindle, other than Amazon, where can people find you? Where can people find your work? Uh, I uh, That's a good question. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. I do not go out and like send Facebook requests, but I will accept you. And as a Facebook, just know my Facebook is my personal Facebook. And I say shit sometimes that I wish I hadn't have said five minutes later. <laughs> That's me. Uh, I, I, I've got, I literally do still have friends across the political spectrum who know this is just me. This is just the way he is. When he gets stressed out, he's going to rant and it's best yep. just to leave it alone. And when I'm not stressed out, I'm like, Hey man, did you see that movie last night? Right. Um, I do have a small YouTube channel, which I'm going to try to get back to. Uh, I have a website that is still under construction. Man, I feel like I wanted to interview so bad, and now it's like, I ain't got nuts, man. I got some books, and I got some, I got some Coke. You want some Coke? It's Diet Coke, so. Well, listen, Alan, I want to thank you seriously. Um, I appreciate you taking the time for me. My friend. Anytime. My, my and, uh, and I do say that sincerely, my friend Alan Alberson, boys and girls, get yes. out there, please look him up, support the horror, support the arts. Alan is a very talented writer, been doing it for many years now. And I appreciate um, that. No, he truly he just can't is. Smell worth shit. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone's out there making movies. They're they're in bands. They're jumping around on stage with the horror punk scene and so forth. Think about where it all started off from. It was all in black and white. Alan is keeping that going. Please help support him. Look him up. Follow him. Put me put, in your movie. Put, put 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 him in all of your movies. Buy some of his scripts from him. He's got some great This is stories. the face of a villain. Yes. Yes, it is. Trust me. Many, many moons. All right, you guys. Alan, thank you so much. Everyone, thank this, you. 
This is John with the Witching Hour. Again, as always, keep it evil. Bye.